what what are you eating? Uh, a shitty. F- so this is bullshit. So uh, how do you really feel? No, so so McDonald's has this thing. I guess they're trying to be cool, like in and out or something oh, like that. Oh yeah, the secret and. And so, like, so I pulled the menu, and they have like uh, land, air, and sea, and it's like a Big Mac that's got like a fish fillet and a and a chicken yeah, thing and a, and a burger, yeah, and, it was, I know what and it was like the, the crunchy, the crunchy burger. It's it was like horrible. a cheeseburger with chicken nuggets. It's like fuck it, I'll do the cheeseburger with chicken nuggets. It's bullshit. They give you a cheeseburger and a package of chicken nuggets. You got to build your own <laughs> goddamn sandwich. Oh my god, <laughs> bullshit! Like, I mean, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already. Already shitty version. food, and then I have to make a shitty sandwich out of them anyway. <laughs> Some assembly required, man. Yeah, I didn't insane. know that. <laughs> the idea. Uh, I was kind of mesmerizing the drive-through by both of those things. I was like, "Holy cow!" Land, air, and sea. So, <laughs> could you imagine like, putting that together yeah. in your car while you're driving? <laughs> 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 Not a good idea. <laughs> You are listening to the Signal to Noise podcast on the ProSound Web Podcast Network. Signal to Noise is supported by Audix. Check out their new line of Pro Studio headphones and the A131 and A133 large diaphragm studio condenser microphones at audixusa.com. Alan and Heath has asked us to read this. Have you noticed that all good things come in threes? XLR, AES... Meat, cheese, and tortillas. Michael Lawrence, Chris Leonard, and Kyle Chernside. And now, the Allen and Heath AHM Matrix family. AHM 64, AHM 32, and AHM 16. 96 kilohertz FPGA-powered sonic powerhouses for projects of all sizes. Who says matrices have to be boring? Not us. We've never said that. Kyle said it once, but we proved him wrong. Check them out today. Welcome to the Signal Noise Podcast on Pro Sound Web Podcast Network. We're not going to say welcome back because we've gone through several iterations of the greeting here, and I think this is this is where we settled. But welcome to everyone, especially if you're listening for the first time. And if you're not listening for the first time, welcome back. If you're not listening at all, I'm not going to talk to you because you can't hear me anyway. As always, I'm joined by my incredibly handsome, charismatic, and very loving and supportive colleagues, Mr. Kyle Turnside and Mr. Chris Leonard. What's up, fellas? Hello. What's up? Hi, hello. Are you mouthful of McDonald's? I'm, I'm, I'm mid mid chew here. Yeah. Damn. Th- this is the Valentine the, uh, episode. This has to be the Valentine episode, yeah. right? What? Yep. No. Yeah. No. And we're, the we're, the we're lovely we're and Grammy nominated, nominated Sam Boone. Oh, okay. Well, we missed it. But I, she, I love uh, Kyle. Froze, I, who, she froze when I was introducing her. So hi, hi Sam. So hello. Hello, Kyle. I love yeah. you. I love you anyway. So happy Valentine's Day, Kyle. Happy Valentine's Day, guys, and girls. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks is this, late. Is this, is this dropping on Valentine's Day? Yeah, okay. No. Cool. Well, it'll be no, a week no. after. No, it, it, Valentine's Day is a Monday. So Damn. it wouldn't drop anyway. Okay. Well, then we Ka- should just move on. Kyle, right, stick, so stick, stick, to the, stick to the moons, Kyle. Stick to the moons. <laughs> stick, stick, to the, Got it. stick to the full Got moon it. schedule, buddy. <laughs> Got it. Uh, <laughs> we, are, we are in. Are we in Weehawken, New Jersey, I think, is where we are right now. Um, and and we, we, are, we have a day off. Today, tomorrow, we're going to go to the Prudential Center in Newark, and we're going to do a show. And I brought my whole crew with me tonight, so we're going to go. Starting uh, <laughs> with our crew chief, uh, we call him H, known affectionately as H, Mr. Hilario Gonzalez. Welcome to the show, hey, man. Hello, hello. It's good to have good you. Good to here. be here. Yeah. 
That'd be fun. <laughs> yes, and uh, our our uh, stage right PA tech, Mr. Evan Rainwater. Hey. Hello. Who, I'm going to start. I'm going to start calling you E. I think you also need a, a nickname. You can't do that. You're the only <laughs> one who's taken. made it through unscathed no. so far. The single letter <laughs> and, taken. Uh, that's true. That's true. Uh, stage left PA Tech and also gets uh, somehow wrapped up in wireless and stuff. Um, Taylor. Now we're doing the we're doing the the Caucasian version, right? Taylor Johannes. Yes. Yes. I say Johannes, but it's all good. I'll take whatever. I'll give you a little cultural flair, also yeah. known as Daddy, on this yep. tour for reasons that we won't discuss on this podcast. Nope. Uh, welcome everybody. We are joining you all from the same hotel in different rooms. So if the hotel internet has an issue. It'll be a mass exodus. It'll be great. Yeah, um, it happens. Chris, Chris, and Sam came out to the show last That's night. Right. So I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna let y'all start, y'all. Well, Michael sucked. I can tell you that. Damn, <laughs> bro. Right? That's <laughs> really where you are. It was a faith mix. It was a little. Only the mixing. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Got to work on Damn. that next thing. That it was cool. I mean, it's funny. You know, for anyone who's been following with the pictures, you, you know, you see pictures every day, and so it, it's fun to just kind of see it and feel it. I chose to go to Hershey because I wanted to see the full rig, as opposed to you guys coming closer to me in Camden, right? So, I mean, uh, I was glad I got to experience uh, the full rig there. So it was definitely difficult. You you want to see the training wheel system? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so that's a hundred percent confirmation price, yeah. that you made more work for us. <laughs> Ooh. Now you know. In case you're wondering, yes, apparently we're gonna just do a pair of X40s, I think, in in Camden. So, Sick. Yeah. Everyone's got the day off in Camden. <laughs> Bring a vest. Bring a vest. <laughs> so the well, I'll tell a funny Camden story. So, so actually, the venue you guys are going to, I don't know what they call it now because it changes every year in terms of who pays for it, but whatever. So the amphitheater in Camden, uh, I spent three, two, two and a half, three weeks of rehearsals there um, one time. And um, I was new to the area, and but we were our hotels were staying in Philly, thankfully, as opposed to staying in Camden. Um, and like our like each department had a van, we would just drive over. And uh, I was like out of gas, and I was asking the security person as I was leaving, I'm like, "Hey, where, where's the closest place to get gas?" And she was like, "Oh, where are you going?" She's like, uh, "I'm going to Philly." She's like, um, "Can you make it over there?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think so." She's like, "That's probably a good idea." <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Sorry, same, back, to, back to you, Michael. You Sorry. Well, I mean, between the fucking McDonald's thing and then the so, Sam, what do you got? I know you just boiling with questions after seeing the show. Go ahead. I mean, it's definitely crazy to me, right? Because we talk about psychoacoustics and we talk about um, you know low variant systems and like I've right, like Michael, we've been awesome in that. Like I've been seeing the data. Like it's not like I was like expecting a high variance system by any means, um, but definitely nothing kind of mentally prepares you to walk to the very back of an arena and not hear any difference at all, no matter where you're standing. Um, and it kind of messes with your head, right? So. Right on this tour, you guys have said that audio wins. Right, it's designed well, that audio in theory, at wins least. in our minds. In- well, you know, so unless, right. unless it's yeah. Rockwell's best podcast ever. That's 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 the correct answer. Sure. Yeah, because if you talk to the lighting guys or everybody else, they win. <laughs> of course, I, I everyone everyone wins they, all the time, whether they actually do or not. There's more of a directive direct, direct from the artists, and particularly with Volbeat, I know because because I've talked to Denny about this at length. Is they were like, no, we want to go as close as possible to having everybody get the same show as we can. So there, it is it is more boxes than you would typically hang in a room this big, and yeah. 
we're not doing things to keep energy off the stage that we would typically do because they want to not compromise what's going out front. Like, so, so that is something that the artists are, are really focused on. And I think that's more so than usual. Can, I think that can we do a way. brief rig rundown real quick and you tell us what, what you got going on on a typical day. Yeah, but I think, yeah, but I think, uh, Y'all can do it. Let's let the PA, the people that hang it, do the rundown. Go ahead, H. You got it, man. So originally, the PA was supposed to be uh, 16 boxes of Leo with three downhang. But we were running into an issue where we go into these houses and they're having trouble pulling all these two-ton motors. So we cut two Leos off of that. So now the full rig is 14 Leo and three uh, Lion downhang. The side hang was supposed to be 20 line, but we've cut that down to 16 line as well. And then behind that, we have two stacks staggered of 1100 LFC 7, seven per, you know, and fire 7.7. Seven. Dang. Yeah, so it's, it's a big rig. I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of horsepower, definitely. And I, I think it's, it bears saying that we're not necessarily any louder than a typical arena rock concert. I mean, not at all. It's, no, no, this not is not all. because we want to blow people's hair off. It's this is about variance. It's about controlling that variance. Um, and that's, you know, the physics of that dictate that you want longer lines if you want to get the same show in every seat. So that's where it came from. Yeah, and I mean, you guys are really conscious about the you know, SPL levels and hearing protection, and so I would say it's almost quieter than a than what you would expect. It's even coverage. It's even I mean, coverage. So, so with with more boxes, you're able to be quieter and get your coverage more evenly throughout the venue. I mean, when you have yeah. less boxes, you're trying to push certain areas more, and it becomes louder, and without you trying to. It's comfortable and not consistent. And we're also, I mean, yeah, it's it, it, we're also, I mean, with a couple exceptions, particularly the last couple of days has been tough because it's really, really dry in some of these, and so your high end just goes away, and so that can lead to the mix engineers trying to push a little bit more. But but in in general, um, we're very conscious of the level we put. I put the meters up really big on my screen, and they're both looking at it when they're mixing, and I send them PDF reports every night of their SPL, and we we have an email thread where we talk about that and. Um, it's definitely something that we're being conscious of. There is, uh, you know, it's part of our advance that the security in the pit will wear plugs because they're right next to those front fills. And, and so we, we are, we are trying to do everything we can to make sure that it's a, it's a safe experience for people. Absolutely. And that's, you know, given, given my work, that's something that, um, is important to me. You're stoked. Yeah. You're the SPL yeah. guy. You're the guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if only you could control that pyro, you know, we'd be okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, the man. Pyro, man. Uh, Those concussions. Taylor and Evan, let's let's talk about flying the PA. So, um, you guys do left and right. Mm-hmm. Are you guys split up? We're in mono on this show. We only hang left. Yeah, only left. Do right side on the track. <laughs> I wish. Win every night. Yep. Yeah. I'm becoming a little. All right, so here's the thing. Like show one, I was like, "Fucking talk to me like a stagehand." I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like you got to teach me how to what? how to help. Be, You've been promoted be though. You got promoted last time. Oh, well, that's the thing. Like, like, oh. be, how do I be helpful in this process? Basically, like well, I don't want to be in your way. For those of you who don't know, how do Michael I, yeah. on the out, he comes and helps me on stage, right? And uh, 
he feels really comfortable with subs now, so that's his gig. <laughs> that's good. No big though. bananas, just bring it straight down. He loves yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, just land it. Yeah. It's, just, it's up and down. The pins are either in or out. It's very, I got that shit. But that was, that was. I think it took me a couple shows, and I told this to y'all. I was like, it's going to just take me a couple shows to figure out like how to be helpful in this in this environment. Yeah. Because having this go slower and teach me a bunch of shit is not helpful to y'all. And I recognize that. So it's just, you know, I kind of just had to do it a couple of times. Yeah. So now Evan and I, I don't want to brag, but we, we beat Taylor's side last night on the out. Dang. So I got, Oh, <laughs> so embarrassing. After what? 10 shows. They got one win. Let us have one, dude. Okay. For the record, it took two, it took two of you go. to be here. Just saying. So, you know, <laughs> for the record, well, H is over there helping sometimes. me as well. But, yeah. yeah. It's been two versus one and a half. That's so awesome. we're, we're getting there. What, what's your quickest yeah. out? I'm like, I'm your quickest PA out. Tech minus 60B, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's your quickest out so far? So, so yeah. Didn't we have like an hour or something? We did an so, hour. An hour, hour. We did 10. like an 80. We the Jimmy John's isn't, yeah, it's isn't even soggy by then. If you get it under an hour, it's, you can still get Jimmy John's on the bus. And it's not soggy. <laughs> Yeah. So our show goes down to ten fifty usually, right around there. And we were and done by midnight. We've been on Columbus. We were done. We've been yeah. like showered and on the bus by twelve thirty. Yeah. 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 So that's a good place to be. The big time killers. The trucking that's situation. Solid. With uh, our beaches being loaded on separate trucks than the rest of the audio rigs, so that's kind of having to sit around and wait for us to attend to. Sure. And it's a, so it's a Meyer rig, right? So is there anything crazy about the fly mechanisms? Like, do you have to do pullbacks like you do with K2? What's, what's up with that? I think collectively we found the biggest pain is the transition bar from Leo to Lion. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I kicked my ass Every in, every out, we think we found little tricks to get it to work for us. We really got to make sure you level out the grid and this, that, and the other. You got to. Oh yeah. So basically what we've been doing is pulling the actual link pin to the rear of the transition bar and kind of jimmying it that way. But it's it's a pain because the front never lines up. <laughs> well, you know. It's getting that. better, though. Uh, like the, the number of time, the amount of yeah. time that we're standing there fucking staring at it like, <laughs> like idiots has decreased. So that's... <laughs> We're trending in the right direction. I think by the last show, we'll have it sorted out perfectly. Well, okay, my hopes are, you might be a real fly my, tech my by then. My hopes is that you will just stop being age. Crying wolf. But we get stuck. I'm like, do we want to sit here and, and just scratch our heads, or do we want to call call for help and get this thing sorted, man? I I got to totally call age. I got no. Problem. I can't. I can't. <laughs> well, he's not the PA no, tech. He doesn't have to know this. That's true. <laughs> You might, Michael. You might be a you might be a real fly tag by the end Maybe. of this. Maybe I don't know. That's dangerous. That's dangerous Maybe knowledge. I'm I'm removed enough from the situation to know when to call for help. That's my role in this whole thing. Anaheim, you're flying the whole system. I'll be on the bus. I was gonna say, so, like okay. you said, you should make it a goal. Maybe because I feel like with the sides, with it all just being lion. Maybe if we don't do like a full send, maybe like twelve boxes or something. You should try to bring that shit in because it's not that bad. Lions aren't that bad. Lions are easy. Yeah, yeah in, the, in the in the biggest venue it's that fun. we're doing, let's fly twelve. That's cool. Yeah. 
No, we had, we're bringing well, the whole. No, I mean back not tomorrow, Anaheim, but, but yeah. I just meant. <laughs> but it, so if I fly it, y'all gonna tune it? Okay. Ah. <laughs> That's true. We do not take care of it. No worries. We I'm call last thing. Bitch. I don't care. <laughs> I get my steps in. Yeah, man. That's been. I've been getting some night. I've been doing like twenty five thousand a day, which is really cool. So that's at least wow. being active. Yeah, for for a very short period of time. You can tell in my in my Fitbit data. You can see when tuning time is. <laughs> and it's the great. Spikes. I, I, How many times do yeah, you trip at the arena? Going up those weird stairs. They're all different in every arena. Yeah, and the one yesterday too. The cup holders on the backs of the seats were at the perfect height to destroy your shins when you go through. Yeah. Man. So I got a couple bruises yesterday. Battle scars. Yeah. <laughs> so H, what was uh, I, I've heard from Michael. I've heard from Michael side. So what was it like, you know, bringing Michael into the fold, uh, being you know, let's call it what is it, somewhat green guy from a, from from this level of, of touring. Uh, well, you know, fortunately, like me, I'm the crew chief, and I'm usually the systems guy. But on this one, we it, it kind of opens me up to do a little more, which is why uh, we're so good on our load up. But bringing Michael in is. It's funny, I was talking to one of my friends the other day. I said, you know, Michael is great. He's learning to tour right now because Michael has never toured, so he doesn't understand a couple, you know, touring little things, I said, but he keeps us laughing, and that's what makes us keep going and, and just love it. I mean, Michael is, is the comical guy, and every now and then I try and hey. teach him little things here and there, you know, as far as, as how to get certain things out, which is why... Michael always shouts for me because he knows I have the experience, the quick tricks of getting certain things out. And I appreciate that because Michael will swallow <laughs> his pride. He will not be like, hey, I know what I'm doing. He's he'll, he's, he's the first one to, to, to say, hey, I'm going to throw my hands up. H, come help us real quick here and everything. But uh, I think it's 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 been great. Michael has a brain that I wish – I had. He is a genius at, to, when it comes to. How about the hair? You my hair <laughs> yeah, that too. Handsome. He's very handsome. But but I sit there and I watch him tune, and I, I'm just pissed off because he has so much knowledge of all that stuff, and I'm like, how am I supposed to follow anything that you know he's doing? He's incredible. <laughs> he really is. He's the, he's yeah. he's the brains behind Aww. it. behind Thanks, it all, and it it keeps us going. That's awesome. It's awesome. Well, I said we were we were in shop prep, and like that was, I, and I've said this on a previous episode, and we talked about this two weeks ago. That I think hasn't. Oh, oh there's two tailors again. Chris, fix it. <laughs> Holy shit! Kill the twin. Kill the doppelganger. <laughs> Which one's the real one? Yeah, we it's me. That only she could where, answer. Where, where's uh, Twin Temple? We got we got we got to sacrifice a tailor. Oh What's his God. favorite train based simulator? <laughs> Oh, Ticket to ride. Ticket to ride. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a real one. That's a real one. So I, I, I said that my my biggest apprehension was besides navigating the whole touring dynamic, which I do one off. So I don't know that bit of it. But like, we have an established team. I'm stepping into that team as a new guy, and like, hey, let's let's have a dynamic and let's have a good working environment and let's let's work well together and let's support each other and and you know. Hey, is something about my design making this hard to load in or out? Like, let's talk about it. Let's let's change it. And H, you were like, "Hey, man, we're going to work together. We're going to have a show." Yeah, and, I was like, and we've, we've and I felt like that. I was like, I, "I needed to hear that, man." You know. <laughs> and we've uh, 
you know, there's things that we bitch about just because we're lazy, but we get it done. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> Most of that, you can just forward that right over to Denny. He's the big PA guy on this. So I kept going. Remember that we were in the shop. I'm like, it's not my design. It's not my design. Like, I kept saying that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you got so many boxes. <laughs> well, do you remember the whole span set thing with the trust trying to figure that oh, whole nonsense yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine yeah. doing that. Like, Imagine loading in and having to deal with that. Like the deck chain is just, it's awesome. A, a five degree offset on the subs. Well, yeah, that'd be so much. I, yeah, ex, ex, that ex, was explain, crazy. explain to people what's uh what's explain to people what's going on there, so people who don't know. So um, the the our our sub array is Michael. They're not, not, not on individual. Mike, points. Hold on, Michael. You talk a lot on the show, so Evan, you talk about. Damn. It. Okay. No, not this episode. Like you're on here all the time. Give it, give give other people a chance to talk about. It. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. We're tired of hearing from you. Right apparently, now. it's not like it's your show. Um, so basically, the original plan was to um, wrap span sets to uh, center points of the bumpers of the subs, but we were having a bit of consistency issues with that and them hanging correctly. I went. We had like some truss bars or something we could hang this from. And it kind of became a next day project, and we kind of uh, went to our uh, rigging department in Montreal because they're they're aluminum. So I was kind of like, eh, "Is it going to support all this weight?" And H talked to them and found out. Well, theoretically, it should be fine. You're fine. You're good. You're great. Yeah, because it's two per hang. It's two of these truss hangers, and it's just straight deck chain down, so it's consistently hanging the same. Uh, and it became a really good solution, I think, to uh, speed things up on the in and the out. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. And Evan, do you work for Solotech? Uh, I do. Yeah, that's super cool. Sweet. I mean, we could we could awesome. do, go, do a little. We usually do that too, like kind of backstory, like how you got here. I think there's some interesting stories yeah. here that I, I know that the listeners are always interested in how people ended up doing what they're doing. So, who wants H, to go first? How'd you get into this, man? I'm choosing. She's appreciative. Into this business, so. I go back all the way back to when I was 14 years old. I couldn't even drive. I was doing car stereos at the time. So that's yeah. that was that's how I got into the business. And then uh, my parents lived in a little tiny town. Well, I did too. Is uh, called Jackpot, Nevada. We had one little showroom there, and I ended up bussing tables in that showroom for you know growing up. And they went when I was 16. The manager came down and goes, "Hey." you know how to do car stereos, right? And I went, yeah. He goes, you want to learn how to do audio? And I was like, sure, I guess it's not that hard. You know, so I went up there and my first experience in that showroom was mixing on a Yamaha 4K. That's what I got to, to nice. break my, you know, to learn on that. So I ended up doing five years there and I worked my way up and I was the head audio guy there. Same manager ended up moving to Vegas and he called me up and goes, hey, you're moving to Vegas. And I've never been to Vegas before. So I was like, all right, I'll pack my bag, throw in my TV, because that's all I have in my car. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. You know, I was living with my parents still, so I was like, I'm taking my TV. <laughs> Moved down to Vegas and, you know, ended up working in the casinos for about 10 years and worked my way up to Solo Tech. Went, ended up working with them and then started touring with them. My first tour was Star Wars in concert in 2009. Ooh. Yep, and to this day, I have yet to see a single Star Wars movie. 
Oh did, my you, God. did you see John Williams? Wasn't it with John Williams? What? Is that the right name? John Williams was did is you, yes. He was the original the, the guy who wrote the music. Yeah. He wasn't in the shows because you know he did do when we did a Hollywood Bowl. He did come and do a guest appearance. Yeah, and he probably was there for rehearsals too, or something. No, he that wasn't there awesome. for any of the rehearsals at all. He didn't Slacker. come and see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's cool though. Yeah. Uh, so in Vegas, I, I I lived in Vegas for about seven years, and I did some showrooms and stuff there. Uh, explain. Well, I don't want to get into it too much because I want to get everybody's story, but um, the story of showrooms, we'll probably have to come back to that one. We'll, we'll probably have to come back to that one. Well, I remember, Kyle, when I told you I was going to Vegas for prep, you started, you were just, you had all sorts of Vegas tidbits you were, <laughs> you were spouting off. Vegas locals are <laughs> awesome. That's all I got to say. Once you become a local, you're just like, yeah, you want to go someplace special? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so the story of, of showrooms, I'll just give you that quick. The shows there run constant. The, the same show will yeah. run every day, same time. It's like you can set your clock to the time the show starts, what song is in the show, everything. It was absolutely horrible because you went to work, you did the same thing every day, You didn't learn anything but what was in that show. That's the one fallback is you don't learn anything. You have one console. You have RF is already done. You don't have to do any RF. The stage is patched. Nothing. It's just go in, turn the console on, do a show, turn it off, go home. So it's sometimes two times a night. Exactly. Sometimes two times a night. And me, when I, started working there, I had no idea how to troubleshoot because I didn't have to. You know? Mm. And that's, yeah. Yeah. that's, that's horrible. I, I, you know, a lot of people get stuck in that redundant thing and they forget everything. You don't, all these new stuff starts coming out and you don't learn any of it because you're, you have one, like I said, one console, one set of speakers, that's it. That's an interesting point. And that's, that's we haven't we haven't talked about that before. That's a really interesting point about when you're you're kind of doing the cookie yeah. cutter stuff, the, the troubleshooting, like like when we go like I mean we had one the other day, I was like, yo, this box isn't working. Like and then there's a button that gets hit and you all go scurry and try to figure out what's going on. And like that's such an important that's a really, really important skill to have if you want to be a valuable member of a team like this is is it's all great until some shit's not working and then (laughs) someone's got to fix it you know so that's that's um that's a really interesting point that i hadn't thought about yeah yeah it is all right daddy you're up life story go uh i I feel like mine's pretty simple like i i grew up going to shows like i don't know since i was 13 14 and like just love going to concerts and then I was like, I want to be in a band. And then that clearly didn't work out. But then I was like, well, what else am I going to do with my life? Like everything else is kind of... Like, I don't know. Like my my parents, like they're, you know, they got pretty stable jobs. And uh, not that this can't be a stable job, but I was just like, I can't like sit down in an office. That's not me. And then I was just at Warped Tour one year and... They had a full sale tent and they kind of reeled me in, started talking to me about the school and they, they sold me on recording at first. And I was like, Oh, like, that's cool. Like it's still music related. But once again, like sitting down potentially like in a studio was just like, 
didn't really appeal to me. And then someone told me about their like show production uh, course. And I did that and it was awesome. Like learned lighting, video, audio, broadcasting. And I was like, audio is cool. Like I'll stick with this. And um, met a lot of friends there that left and graduated and got jobs at VER. So then I was like, hey, you guys want to put in like a word for me to like go get hired and do the um, six month like roadie training that they offer? Went and did that. And then, yeah, five years, four or five years later, still doing it. So, yeah. That's it. The, fi- the failed musician route. I love the yeah. yeah, that's a popular. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I'm not mad. That's, that's that Wait, hold on. What did you play though? What did you yeah. play? I play bass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's I what really... You sent me bass tabs the other day. That's what yeah. 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 There's one song in the show. She's like, dude, I gotta learn. I gotta. Like, I gotta learn nasty. this. I'm gonna it's... learn it when I go home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Evan. Yep, Evan. Yeah, that's where I go. Yeah. Uh, I have very much the kind of like cookie cutter high school theater tech nerd uh, template. Um, uh, so I did tech theater um, in high school and um, did that throughout. Uh, did did audio. You know, it's nice to find out later in life you're doing everything wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, near my senior year, I had a... I had a great mentor uh, named uh, Ryan Ballant, who is no longer works in the industry, uh, but a great guy nonetheless, who um, wrote a very nice letter of recommendation for me. And uh, I got a full scholarship to this school. Uh, it's like an eight or nine week program. And each week is a different discipline and stagecraft, basically. Audio one was, was a little light, but... That's a whole nother story. Um, but basically finishing that whole thing kind of gave me the uh, confidence to start looking for jobs. Um, my best friend at the time's uh, grandfather owned a rigging and staging company in Vegas. So I said, hey, your grandpa needs some guys coming and work. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, so I did that for about three years. Um, I taught myself how to weld there. You know, it wasn't the best job. It highly underpaid um when you realize you're like huh i'm welding stuff that's hanging above people's heads and i'm making 825 an hour Sick. (laughs) (laughs) um three years in i kind of recognized my own self-worth slightly more and uh, the school they at this time they were actually having their job fair and it was hosted at solo tech because uh, that's where their lighting course was because we have a rehearsal room in our Vegas office and um, I went in did an interview and by uh, some luck I uh, got hired there and I immediately got thrown into the fire our boss at uh, the time Mario Lachesi goes you know how to wrap a gack and clip a chain motor right I go yeah he goes great you're going right into festival season like, oh good <laughs> As a rigger? Yeah. Or I guess video rigger would be the correct. Okay. Okay. There's a whole lot of backwards shackles and shit. So, 
it was it was a fun first couple months, you know, via walls cracking in the wind and stuff. But um, it know, sounds like it's good name for a folk song. Yeah, sounds yeah, like it's it's video walls in the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> and then I just spent some time in the shop. <laughs> Got to play around with stuff, learn some stuff, and uh, my my first tour was just because nobody else was available. <laughs> it was a uh, it was a uh, Christian worship tour, Bethel. Uh, you, go, you can hang PA, right? I go, yep. All right, away you go. And that's it. Here I am, and oh, off and right. running. So the thing I really want to know mm. is what's your best piece of tour advice. <laughs> And Michael, what are, what are the things that you figured out that took a while to figure out? No, you don't trust in. the fish and catering. <laughs> yeah. So last night, I, I they're like, uh, Denny's like, oh, they got Please fish. I'm like, nah, water. Just, yeah, not not going to do the fish. Just skip the fish. No. Um, so yeah, I won't say this is something I've learned, but I'll say it's a topic of contention on this tour. My argument is, since dessert is served every night, you should eat it every night. That's where I'm at. If you weren't meant to eat it every night, they wouldn't fucking serve it, right? They would be like, desserts on Tuesdays or something. That's the tour version of the Freshman 15. I will tell you that right now. But but I'm walking. I walk a lot for this job, so it's fine. That's kind of where I'm at. Uh, (laughs) Denial. Yeah, but so then I'm like, yo, so my thing has been like to very do subtle psychological warfare and try to get the rest of these people to also have dessert as often as possible. So I'll just sit down and start eating, and Agent's like, God damn it, man. I have to get up and go get one himself. <laughs> well, we all eat dessert. You're just the loudest about it. We have a group text, and he has to send us a... He send us pictures of the dessert table every day. <laughs> Checking in. Yeah, he, he sends them to us yeah. as well, we if it's in a consolation. Yeah, but like, we can't go eat it. So, like, you know... You win. Yeah. Major teams. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll, so oh, the chafing can, dish. Sam, you can do your question now. Go ahead. Oh. All right. Well, I want to hear from everybody, not just you. I know, but your tour advice. But mine, this dessert, that's bullshit. That's not a real answer. So you can yeah, I know. go ahead. So so really, I mean, like, what what is the thing that, like, took you to, a while to figure out? Or really, I mean, what what do you wish you knew going into tour, right? Like this is your first tour and H you've done it a while, right? Taylor and Evan, you guys, this is not your first run is my understanding. So, you know, what, what is this? What do you do to not be that guy? To not be that guy. Stay positive. <laughs> I, I, I hope I'm not annoying, like speaking to my crew of dudes. Cause I, I do try to keep things, light and goofy and fun because why not we have a fun job like this is sick and i (laughs) you know i mean like but i i can i can understand like we especially if you're out for two months or something and it's really hard work and i get it but we all have our days where things can hit us differently and put us in a sour mood but I I don't know. I think it's important to try and stay positive and keep it fun because that's the only way to really make all of the hard work like not seem so daunting and exhausting. <laughs> you know, if you're kind of like moping about it the whole tour, it's like it'll seem like it'll never end, you know. 
That's how I keep my sanity a little bit. That's keep solid. it goofy. Yeah, I mean, especially like yeah. long, long like sixteen. When your sixteen days go to twenty hour days, yeah, that's that's solid. Right. Advice. Yeah. All right, Evan, what you got? Uh, I think burnout's a huge, a huge thing that we all deal with, especially when you get into three in a row, four in a rows. You have that coming up. Um, coming up. <laughs> H, H years ago actually actually told me this that. Uh, understanding what isn't your job is just as important as understanding what your job is. Um, there is such a thing as being too helpful. You know, he told me that, you know, as like a festival patch guy, your job is from the DI back, you know? Um, but as a young kid, you just want to be so helpful to everybody around you, but you're, you're going to burn yourself out after that. And that's kind of what I've learned. Is Amen. If somebody's willing to put this and make this their responsibility, I, I had a I had a tour manager or sorry production manager give me similar advice. Um, the first tour that I was crew chief on, um, I, I was in that mode of just like uh, either overzealous or uh, I was a, a, maybe a little little in over my head, <clears throat> and um, and I didn't know how to control my crew well enough yet. Um, and so I would always try to make up for work while they were taking lunch. So I would always work through lunch and just like continue to pass the stage or shit like that. And the PM came one day. He's like, stop working right now. He's like, he's like, you need to find a better way to manage your crew. Like you, you, you have to take care of yourself. This is a long tour. It's a year long tour. Like you, you need to find that time and, and manage yourself. But it's so similar, a slightly different aspect of it. Like, you know, like we're, we're, we'll find a way to get this shit done. Like you don't have to run yourself into the ground to 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 make this stuff happen. That's solid. Like that's I I really like that. Both of those. That's really cool. H, what you got? Best piece of touring advice. Yes. If you overpack, you've packed right. <laughs> I used to pack one little <laughs> tiny bag because I didn't want to be that guy, and now I've realized. I need all my stuff. I want to be comfortable. We're out here for a while. <laughs> that's a, you know, I don't know how people really just... That's a really good point. Yes. I don't know how people travel with just one little, just enough work clothes and this and that because you you just don't have the stuff you need. You want to be comfortable out here. That's a really good point. Like, you don't you don't think about that. Like, I've never, ha- no. I've never heard anybody talk about it. No, yeah. that's... that's you know, it's I always I always always overpack. I have more clothes than I ever need. But then you run into oh, I got to do laundry. But no, you don't because you got extra stuff there. You know, totally. We all went pants shopping together. It was nice. It was a nice bonding. Yeah, Evan got a nice pair of pants. I did. There you go. Yep. I haven't seen them yet. Oh, you were in COVID oh. jail. You, you did. You did. Yeah, uh-huh. you did. yeah. yeah. You I was wearing them last night. A fancy pants. Very nice. I don't. I don't remember those. But I know. Oh, good. Chris Mitchell actually. That's fine. I spent a week texting a bunch of friends, be like, "Hey, which give me one, give me one like tour tidbit." And Sam, Sam gave me I think the MVP advice. But second place is Chris Mitchell. Um, he was like, "Get like a like a ten foot or five foot like lamp cord extension cord." He's like, "Because sometimes mm-hmm. the the outlet will be down by your feet and you won't be able to charge your shit." without getting all tied up in a knot. So uh, I was like, fucking... So the first day, I was like, yo, Chris, thanks, bro. Like, that was going to be a good call, man. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. That's I need to do that. I haven't thought about that. Yeah. I just have, like, yeah. really long chargers. 
Yeah. I mean, don't got to brag about it, but... Uh, Amazon. No, it's good advice. <laughs> That's great. All right, Kyle, Kyle what's, what you got, man? Oh, a tour advice? I haven't been on tour in forever, bro. He's got tons of advice, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's not an expiration date, dude. I don't know. Feet forward. I, I mean, don't, yeah. Shit, yeah. don't shit on the bus. Oh, like, God. We were talking about this earlier. Shoes in the alley, in the bunk alley. And sometimes, like, if you're on a band bus and you're sharing a bus, but the band, the band dudes, you could, you could leave your shoes there. If you're on the crew, keep your shoes in your bunk. You know what I mean? Like, or put them in a drawer or a closet or something. But I hate tripping over shoes in the, in the alley. That's, that that was mine, and and I've seen people build like little shelves in their bunks too, like with a uh, those extendable curtain rod things, and you can throw your phones mm-hmm. over them and like charge all your stuff right above you. You know what I mean? Set it up, set it up, player. That's your little cove. So this this bus company that we have, they redid all the buses now, and. They, they're still the same old old engines in them, but the insides were completely redone, and there is a shoe shelf under everything. What? Ooh. Yes, brilliant! It's very cool. You guys are fancy. Fancy. <laughs> Which I want to comment on this because a certain person on our bus in my passenger side stack of bunks, it's it's about a four inch gap that you can slide, you know, your flip flops or your low profile shoes underneath. I'm not going to name names, but somebody who likes to stick their boots, just kind of shove it under there, right there where my face rests. You know who you are. You know who you oh, are. no. It happens. Do you guys have to label your food, too? Is that a big thing still? If you have food on the bus? No. No, it's, it's kind of pretty just, communal. Yeah, it's pretty free for us. We cooked probably a whole pound of cheese sticks the other night, and you're not you're not supposed to microwave them. It says don't microwave, but we totally did, and they all exploded. But they were still delicious. <laughs> it was a delicious mushy cheese disaster. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and we're doing. We've been doing. We played a, a pretty competitive uh, couple rounds of Uno the other night, and oh, about it. Yeah, oh, that was Evan. Evan was soundly beaten. Uh, <laughs> soundly. Soundly. I was gonna say. It wasn't quite thrashed, but he was soundly beaten. And uh, I was targeted. <laughs> you, were, you were targeted. Everybody ganged up on you. That's true. Uh, yeah. But that's the kind of, you know, like, two, we spent like $2.50 on Uno. Like, you know, I always just say, like, it's fun. doesn't have a value, you guys. It's totally worth it as an investment. Like, you know, that type of thing. So it's, that's fun. And as you think as tired, like, I like to sleep way too much. But as tired as you are when you finally get to the bus at one ten or whatever, like, you kind of like that's that's some fun time to just kind of hang out and like that's that uno we play uno and we have fun and yeah although y'all had a crazy ass party last night i went to bed at a normal time they Man. were they had emo night without me i skipped we were out. we had a raging yeah. emo night <laughs> nice. it was yeah. sick did you stay up for that age you went to bed no i went to bed the minute we started rolling, I, lo- I, I love sleeping on the bunk. Listen, I-, I will say this: when I first stopped touring, like all the time, and I came home and I was in bed, my lady would always say that I should just sleep underneath, and she'd get a little generator to just like move because <laughs> I sn- I snore up there. But yeah, she said you could take the dogs down there. I was gonna make like a condo underneath <laughs> our bed, but I yeah. I love sleeping on the bus. I'm telling you what, like nooner, 
I'd go have a nooner sometimes, you know, if load-in went good. Oh, I miss sleeping on the bus sometimes. I don't know. It, I just, I'd sleep like a baby. We're, yeah, we're I, just I, starting to get to the point, I think, where, like, the last couple shows, we've been in, like, a really good place by, like, 1 p.m. It's like, okay, everyone can go eat and, and relax. So, like, yep, see you in 45 minutes, and we're going to take a nap. So, oh, sorry, Chris, you had a daddy question. Jump in there, man. <laughs> oh. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, I'm going to ask each of you a daddy. So, what's what's the... um. What's the pinnacle of your day? What's, what's, when you got done that day, what was the most satisfying part of your, of your day on tour? I got to think about that. My most satisfying. You can come back to you. Let's go around. Yeah, like what? Yeah, we can come back to you. But like, like what, you know, what, 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 what is it? I mean, it could be incremental things throughout the day. I don't know. It's, uh, I, I like asking this of people who don't, aren't mixing in the show, right? Because it's easy to say if you're the mixer, like, yeah, that 45 minutes, hour and a half, whatever, how long that set is of like, that's kind of your pinnacle. But as a system tech, as a PA tech, as a crew chief, whatever, you know, the, the, the things that drive you to do what you do every day and what gives you that satisfaction, that's there, there's, there's a different there, you know? Um, so I, I kind of like to hear what is, what is it that really drives you each day? Yeah. Come back to me. I'm going to think of something spicy. (laughs) All right. Uh, Evan, I don't know. I, I think like just getting everything up and done in a timely manner, as uh, I, as opposed to like uh, Seattle, like the like you said, like the or Portland. Sorry, like the four p.m. points. Like that was nuts. Like two shows ago, we had like PA was trimmed, stage was patched at like twelve thirty p.m. Like that's that's just a great feeling. Like that's satisfaction. And then actually sitting like on stage left or stage right and kind of just watching the fruit of your labors, taking a little jog to front of house to have a listen. That's that's to me and just making sure everything's okay. He pokes his head out from time to time. Yeah, he poke out there. I come out gopher, of the hole. Little front of house gopher. Do you, yeah. How, how do you speaking of fruits of your labor? Do you do you watch? the people and and notice how they're engaged with the show and feel the impact absolutely that. yeah, that's like it and both of these uh acts that we're out with have uh two very strong fan bases um and like we're talking about how consistent the system is around the room uh everybody gets the same experience and that's kind of a remarkable thing to look around and see everybody <laughs> no matter if they're in the nosebleeds if they're getting their head taken off by a front fill, whatever that may be, they're all having the exact same experience as one another. That's very gratifying to see. All right, H, what's the most satisfying part of your day? Why do you, why do you get up each day to keep doing it? <laughs> I'm kind of jaded. <laughs> the money? You've had a minute. You've had a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, Evan will tell you this. You know, because I've worked with him many times, it's having a clean workstation when everything is up and flown, not just the big mess of everything. That is what really satisfies me when everything is up and done. Because it makes my thing is when you're loading in, and everybody's thing is when you're loading in, you're automatically thinking of the loadout. So if everything is in place, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's you know a really satisfying day. And there's when there's lots of room and everything, that's a good day. All right, Daddy, you've uh, you've had time to think about this. All right, I I I agree with like the timely manner thing. Like when we kill a load in, that's just like yeah, guys, we 
crushed it and that's cool that's great but i also think too like like what you said what keeps you driving and like coming back and waking up every morning and doing this it's once again i just like to have fun like when when everybody's in a good mood and everybody had a great day like that's what i'm like yay i'm gonna sleep easy tonight um especially with like engineers and stuff too i probably ask matt like 10 times a day if he's good and i know that he's good but like i just need to hear it and like make sure that if there is anything like let me know because i'm just sitting on a caddy but he's he's a good dude he's easy to take care of but yeah i mean that's great i mean we we do this because we enjoy it. We're not here for the paycheck. I mean, yes, it's good to get paid, right? But I mean, at the end of the day, there, there's easier ways to make more money. No one would subject <laughs> themselves to such an environment if they didn't like it. Like it's, right. yeah, like you no. said, it's, it's yeah. yeah, not at all. I mean, during during the pandemic, I had a lot of, I had to do a lot of nine to five office work, and I was still making a decent amount of money. But it just, it was just so monotonous and it was horrible. I was like, I got to go back out on the road because I can't do this. So it's, you know, it's it's yeah. in your blood. You want to be out. You want to be doing this and not stuck in an office. Amen. Solid. Yeah, I think, you know, and it's, I'm not saying I want to have hard days because I don't. And I don't want the team to have hard days. But there's something when you're like, oh, man, look at that. You know, we have weird trim height today or the weird balcony geometry and you have to sit down and think about how do we solve this thing you know how do we put the system together today in a way that's going to do what we need it to do and then i think what was really cool is like fifth show i think um because every day i go hey i'm gonna go walk dave and denny you don't, you don't want to come and by the fifth show they're like no you know like we trust you we know that you guys got it like we're gonna stay here for house and knowing that they've got trust in what we're doing to give them that, that, that system every night and behaving they're, they're without a shadow of a doubt. They know that it's behaving in the way that they want it to, because we're doing it. Um, that's a cool thing, you know, and when they, and then when they turn it on, you know, tonality wise, I think, I mean, I can count one or two occasions when either one of them has asked me for a filter. I mean, there's just, we're just handing them this thing every night that's just locked in and super consistent. And it's because we're, you know, we're taking it seriously and we're, we're not taking shortcuts and we're not cutting corners and we're doing, we're doing good work. And I, I, I'm proud of that. You know, that's a good feeling. The, the endorphins of the downbeat affect everybody, whether you're hanging PA or you're hanging drape and Kabuki or whatever you're doing, working in the security pit, the downbeat is an endorphin rush that you could never get from any nine to five anywhere ever like and, yeah. and once you get hooked on it, that you're hooked on it, man. Yeah. It, yeah. And that that is why we do this. I mean, the downbeat and because everything could go wrong in one second or everything could go super right. So those things pumping through you, like it, it doesn't matter what you're doing on the tour. If you're working in catering, like you see those people come out because they know that's the that's their endorphin for the day, yeah. you know. What, what you know what's really fun is like there's a couple songs in the ghost set that are like like Taylor comes out and Evan will pop out and we got the uh one of our lighting dudes Kurt he'll come out and headbang like there's it's just we have a little it's a little party at front of our house and it's like yeah we actually enjoy this like this is a fun you know that's 
we're fans for that. You know, that's, it's, it's, that's, there's an enjoyment there and you're feeling that the same way that the people that waited in line for five hours to get a good spot, you know, and that's, that's a really cool thing. And, um, I, I'm, I've worked for a ton of acts that I didn't love and you still go out and you do your gig, but it's just something extra special when you're like enjoying the product and you can watch it as a fan and, and really have that experience, you know, and that's, that's pretty cool. Um, like I've been saying, I, I did an ICP tour. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Little known fact. Okay, what? so check this out. Yeah, never liked ICP. I actually got recruited by the Cottonmouth Kings because they needed a monitor guy, and my friend Johnny was doing front of house for him. So I was like, "Yeah, I'll totally do it." Uh, ICP Wicked Wonka tour. I hate this band. I hate them. Like who does <laughs> like? It, by the by, the third show in, I was shooting Fago off my three liter bottles off my finger into the crowd with the clowns jumping oh around behind God. me and all the opening bands. Like, I had a blast. Like, there's something about the show, you know. It mm-hmm. discharges everything that you had preconceived about the music or the scene, kids or whatever it is. It's like you become part of that thing. And when you guys were talking about going shopping, like that happens on tour. Like you start being on tour for so long and you start going shopping and you start like, you'll pick up something that looks like you bought in Amsterdam, but you can't wear it over here. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's odd, but those are the weird touring things that people never really get into. I think that's cool. I mean, I think, What's really interesting to me, I mean, I spent a lot of time on YouTube looking at videos from different parts of the audience. There, there are a couple of places that I can't really yeah. get to during the show, like in the in what we call the armpits down in the by the side of the thrust. It's just full of potentially COVID infested humans. I'm not going to go, you know, sharking my way through there. Um, hearing, so I, you know, there is a professional interest in like, yeah, is the front field doing what it's supposed to do or, or whatever? Like, so I want to hear that, but also seeing the people, like you said, Kyle. I mean, like the music, it's the bands that we have are good bands and they sound good and they have good music, but the, the fans, the costumes that they make and the signs and, you know, it's so, so, so important to these people. And they, you know, I I look on the forums and they're talking for months. They're like, I can't fucking wait. I got to, I saved all my money. I bought a ticket. Like it's such a big deal for them. Um, so that, you know, that's, my job is to care about every seat, but I really do care about every seat because like, I don't know which seat that 14 year old kid bought who saved, you know, saved all his money to come see that show. Like we do really want to yeah. get that right for everybody. You know, like I, I am, I take that very, very seriously. And so um, it's really cool to go on YouTube or go on these groups where they're, you know, the fans are talking and they're like, man, it, you know, it sounded good. And like wherever they sat, they're like, it sounded really good. And it was clear. And I had a good time. And like that, that's a good feeling, you know? And, and um, that's, a, I said this before, but that's a memory that, I mean, people will carry that for years or decades. They think about these concerts. Yep. That, I mean, we all have that. So, um, I started a little, I got a little YouTube playlist of just all the footage that the fans put up. And so like, that's, that's something that's becoming important to me for sure. It's awesome. Well, that's the thing, right? Like it's an experience. Like it's not just audio. It's not just lighting. It's not just pyro, you know, and as text, like it's so easy to look at that and be like, Oh, like, yeah, I walked in the room and I was like, yeah, do I want to know how low variance the system is in here? Absolutely. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, right. Like you, you try to turn that part of your brain off almost just a little bit, especially like when you're flying PA and like daddy and Evan, I'm sure you guys can weigh in on this in terms of just saying, Hey, you know, I'm trying not to fly tech my way through watching the show when there's pyro, because that's cool. And I want to enjoy it. Right. And so you guys see the same show every night. So like, how do you 
how do you do that? Do you do that? Like, is that a thing for you guys? Daddy? I mean, it's, I, I feel like it's easy for me to like kind of shut my brain off when it comes to production. Even like if I'm not on a tour, I still love like going to shows. And of course, like if something sounds a certain way, like I'll notice it and it might bother me, but I can still like enjoy the show or like whenever there's, you know, an issue that kind of happens, it's like you notice it and you're like, oh, I hope someone, if it's not like an audio thing, it's like the other night we had um, like the song with all the pyro shots one of the shots at the end didn't go off. So it was like just slightly like flaming in one corner. <laughs> and we're like, okay, like they're on it. They see it. They get oh, you it. missed the you one know? I caught on fire. <laughs> one caught on fire? Yeah, on the upstage. On the Whoa. top of the set. I, You know what, though? There's All something right. I like to be able to, I, you know, I turn around to, to, you know, the Volby sliding person and be like, yeah, that's a sick look, man. You know, like like you do you do notice it like yeah. it's really easy to drill down and I'm staring at my meters and I'm making sure that, you know, the <clears throat> engineers are happy, but it like if you just kind of zoom out and go like, Wow, that's some really cool video content or like you know, that lighting look is cool, like just really appreciating I mean the thing is, as specialized as we all are, this tour is full of people that are super specialized in video content or I mean how to up calibrate these follow spots. Like there are people that are just really, really fucking good at this one thing yeah. and they all come together and they do this awesome shit. So like I, I, my thing is if I have downtime, I'll go find, you know, the, the Ryan who calibrates the, the remote spots or, or Jim who does the pyro and just like fucking teach me something about this is fucking cool. Like I want to talk to that dude who's nerdy as shit about the fucking pyro. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm, I want to appreciate all that, but I'm also like, I want to learn. It's not something that I have exposure to in my work because it's not a sound system. So right. I like to like talk to other people and see what they got going on in their world. And, um, and especially that's what store. you should do, Michael, you want me to do pyro? You should, you should see, no, you should do pyro at rational. Oh so yeah. I appreciate that. And it's very small <laughs> With a class, shit. you can yeah. do pyro. <laughs> but the, I mean, the other thing about that is we're carrying a ton of gear on this tour. <clears throat> And so at the beginning of the day... How many trucks? I think, what are we, H11? 10 or 11? 10 or 11, I'm not quite sure. Trucks. Yeah. So we're just vomiting 11 trucks worth of gear onto an arena floor every morning. and A one-dock arena. Yeah, yeah. And so (laughs) we have to talk to other departments. Like, hey, I know you need to set your video screens up in this way so you can build it, but we need to run a snake, so can we talk and figure out a way to make this happen? Like... If every department's just out for themselves, it's just it fucks everybody over, man. So I think that's probably the growing pains for this is I want to have those connections and good relationships with other departments so like we can resolve those things and not slow each other down, you know. Well, there's also this like thing too is if it's a very different experience if you're doing a run where like your core three, your audio, your video, and lighting is through one vendor, yeah, and you're very very familiar with the people you're working with. And you're all very malleable to each other's personalities and, you know, the give and take between each other, as opposed to this, where it's all, you know, different vendors throughout, you know, being um, LMG on video and PPG on lighting. Is that what it is? PGP. PGP. PGP, sorry. And the lighting. So we're all new to each other and we, you know, still getting a read on each other's personalities and that kind of thing, where if... For instance, if it was like a whole solo tech run, we'd probably be very familiar with everybody on the crew, you know, in that way. Oh, hey, you're cool if I do this. And it's you have to 
approach it more diplomatically, I think. It's also it's also big enough that every day I see somebody with the badge on, and I'm like, I don't fucking know who that person is. Like, I still see people that I haven't seen yet. <laughs> we have something like 80 people yeah. on this tour. I mean, there's a lot of people yeah. traveling with this, and I have a certain number of people in my orbit that I'm going to interact with every day because of what my responsibilities are. And so that's kind of why I like kind of going out of my way and just going to poke around and see what else is going on. Like, there's a dude who's got to sit in a chair under the stage and operate that piano lift, you know, like, I don't know about that. What's going on with that? That's kind of neat. You know, so like, I'm, I'm eternally curious about that shit, man. I mean, that's cool. Um, but you know, I think, I think also so, like further to what Evan was talking about, you know, and there was in Evan and I, we talked about this a little bit. There was, there was an inherent asymmetry for me coming in because I work with Danny. I know how he thinks. I know what he wants. I have a very good idea of what he expects so every time I work with Denny, I just do this, 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 and then I go, here you go. And he's like, yep, that's great. That's what I wanted. With Dave Not Brown, who makes his ghosts, I really hadn't talked to him. We had one very short Zoom call. Um, and so we were both like, I hope the front of house dynamic is cool, and I hope we all get along. And you have two very different acts that are going to play through the same PA, and they both have to be okay with how it sounds and how it behaves. And um, so a lot of that was stuff that – I was apprehensive about, but Dave's got this thing that we sort of adopted and he just like, even when we're having a weird day with some technical stuff, he'll just go, ah, oh, the kids will fucking love it. Like, and that's sort of that, it just brings you back to this. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're sitting here pulling our hair out. Cause there's, there's really bad air absorption up in the top. You know, we're, and that's, we're struggling with, with, with how to tune around that, but the kids are going to come, you know, the kids, the metaphorical kids, right. right finger quotes. And they're going to come with their t-shirts and their costumes and their face paint. He's like, they're going to fucking have a good time. So, I think that's Dave's sort of way of saying, like, it's cool, man. Like, we're we're gonna give it our best shot, and we're gonna have a good show, you know. And then we're gonna we're gonna try to get tomorrow. So, even when he's, even when we're having some some conversations about, like, oh man, this really didn't, you know, this is gonna be a struggle for us today in this space. He'll be like, yeah, yeah, kids will love it. Kids will fucking love it, you know. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of a nice philosophy. That it's <laughs> kind of funny. That's awesome. T-shirts. It's the next T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, sort of ad- that's become the audio department mantra. It's like, no, oh, the kids are love it though. That's cool. All right, so Evan, if you could define your legacy or how you'd want to be known, how would you define that? Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Damn! <laughs> Hell yeah, Evan, get it. Can't help you now. Uh, I guess just as somebody who's reliable, somebody who, based on what you know of them you can call them up and they're going to get the job done. I never have had like big aspirations about being like a front of house engineer or even an SC for that matter. I do love to learn all this stuff, Uh but I really like plugging shit in and just flying boxes. That's it's, it's, it's relaxing in a weird way. Um, like if you put me in front of a console, I usually panic. Um, (laughs) um, I don't know. I'm I'm simple. I'm I'll I'll learn all I can, but it's it's a confidence thing, and I just right. We were talking about legacy. Um, Evan Hang speaker. I don't know. <laughs> Bravo. I plug shit in. Like it. Hell yeah. H. If you uh, if you could define your legacy or how you'd want to be known, how would you define that? Um. Well, my legacy right now is how I am known is the cheerful guy that gets it done. I'm not, I'm not, I'll be honest with you. I'm not the best systems guy out there. I'm a good systems guy, but anybody you talk to, they'll say, well, he's cheerful. He gets it done. He gets it done quick. 
It's good. All right, all right, Daddy. It's all you. My man. I just want to say, like, a cheerfully thing, though. Like, it's it's so easy to say, but it's hard to do. And I feel like with the way things are now, like, people aren't really as big as as big of assholes as it was like in the past and thank god because like i don't deal well with people like that so it's i'm glad that you're like a really fun crew chief and you know we have fun and i just i super appreciate it anyway yes of course um i don't know i just want to be remembered as just like a badass monitor tech i'm i'm like working my way up I'm trying to get better with like RF situations and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, just, just want to be a good tech. You know, I like, I like taking care of people and making sure that like engineers are good, you know? Yeah. It's a good feeling. Yeah, it's good. Taking care of folks. Yeah. Yeah. Your engineer daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Tech daddy. Ooh, <laughs> there's, there's the t-shirt. I, I last night when we were loading out, I, I was like, "Hey, daddy, I'm gonna push this out in the hallway, okay?" And you were like, "Yeah." And then like four old Ayatsu dudes turned around and looked at me all weird. <laughs> I was like, Why are you, you know, they answered to that. So. No, did they really? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Just keep going." That's everything. awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. Don't worry about it. It's ridiculous. All, All right, right I, Chris. There you have it, bro. Yeah. Sam, did you have something? I'm sorry. Uh, I can ask my question if we want yeah. to continue to make people. I didn't know you had your own question yes. now, but that's cool. Go ahead. It's you the one I've had for, since like the KD episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've had it for years. Damn. No. Uh, what Man. do you wish you knew when you first started? Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't know about that one. <laughs> Evan gets to go first again. No, 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 no. We'll go back. To, we'll, we'll go reverse order. Um, so, Daddy, it's your turn. I just want to say daddy as much um, as I can. Sorry. I, just... I, I feel like... <laughs> Odd. I feel like with relationships, whether it's with, like, partners or friends or family, like, setting up whatever boundaries you're comfortable with, you have to figure it out on your own and how much you can handle when you're out. Like, with communicating whether that's like texting or on the phone, like when I'm working, I'm, I don't really like to text a lot just cause I want to focus um, on my gig and get it done. And whenever I have a day off, like then I'll kind of scroll a lot on my phone and like, maybe I'll call my parents or something, but that, that was tough. Like I've, I've lost a couple of best friends due to like this lifestyle just cause I'm always gone. I'm kind of not the best communicator like via texting when I'm out because it's just so busy. And like when we're done, I'm exhausted. And like, I don't want to have a full on conversation. I want to go to bed, you know? And, and that's partly on me because I'm setting that up for myself to be like that. But, you know, if you, I always try to like, let people know, like if I have a tour coming up, like, Hey, I'm going to be busy. I'll try and reach out when I can. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough. Like I I wish someone like really kind of let me know what was up with that. Amen. Because losing some friends that like that sucked. You know, yeah. and it doesn't have to be that way, but sometimes it is. 
it's that awkward walk outside the bus when you guys are parked when everybody's on their cell phone. <laughs> it's that awkward <laughs> moment. Everyone's making amends. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think I was thinking about that the other night. I mean, it's when I'm sitting at my desk, it's really easy to go, oh, mom called. Let me send this email and I'll call her back. Like, but when you're just going, 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 going for like fucking 16 hours and then it's like, grab some sleep and do it again. Like you don't have that lull where your brain goes, okay, now is a good time to call those people back. Like if you don't actively carve out time for that, you know, it's, it's hard to make it happen. I think that's, that's something that I'm working on now, you know? And I think I said that last week too. H. It's tough to figure out. Yeah. All good. The question was, what did I wish I knew before? Is that what you said? Yeah, so? like when you first started. What's up? something you know now that you wish you knew when you first started? Well, it's not necessarily what I know now. It's just wish what I wish I would have done. I wish I would have put my brain more into learning. And, I st- and even to this day, I'm still really bad about it, is learning as much as I can from the system engineer. And that's... At this point, even right now, I'm really bad about it, and I, I need to sit with Michael when he tunes and he walks just to, to pick his brain about it. It's just you get in this thing of there's so many smart people out here that you could pick their brains to learn stuff that you need to know. And, yes, we go, 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 but I wish I would have put more time into learning stuff from people. That's good. That's solid. It is solid. That's a good one. All right, Evan, you're not getting off the hook here. Um, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm going to make mine simple. I think it's just all the all the accumulated knowledge, all the little tips and tricks. You know, like t- 21 year old Evan starting out at Solotech to 28 year old Evan now. It's like how much, how many ways you can make your life difficult. All these little tricks to make your day easier you're in easier you're out easier just normal stuff that comes through time but just knowing that from the get-go would have been a huge benefit zoom all your cables together this that you know um label everything to death um label everything to the point that a monkey could do it uh just stuff like that you know and sometimes i'm forgetful about that and hs is slap me and go go label your shit so it's 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 it's, it's really the elementary stuff that you all kind of like just learn through the process but just knowing that from the get-go would have been a huge uh help yeah but so i think in and you know sam and i have tossed this around a little bit the more i hear her ask this if she has answers um uh it's i actually uh, i do like the question but i don't right so like you evan you're you wouldn't have known all. There's no way for you to have had the capacity to know all those things at the beginning. I know right? it's, so, it's, a, it's a wish. No, I know. I know. So it's like I, uh, I. It's you know, it's enjoy. You know, enjoy the enjoy the journey more. You know, and this is more, this is to you is more in general. Just the more I hear these things, it's like, look, yeah. There's all things we wish we would have known earlier. And, not, and Sam, I'm not diminishing your question here. By the way, I'm just. <laughs> Yeah, every time I ask this, Chris, and like literally we talked about it last night, right? Where you know you 
there is definitely a lot of value, right. in saying, yeah, you know, it is the journey and not the destination, but at the same time, um, right. Like I ask it as someone who says, Hey, you know, what can I learn from other people? You know, what, mis- what mistakes can I maybe not make the hard way if I can avoid it and actually, you know, remember to listen sometimes and, you know, all of that. And so like, that's why I yeah. ask it. And because I just have gotten some really interesting answers, yours included. Uh, and Chris, you can elaborate on that if you like, cause I feel like that's where you're going. No, I, I, I just, no, I think, I think what's really cool is, I mean, especially for you, you're the one who benefits from the asking of this more than anybody, right? Because, um, you, because you are relatively early in your career and so and you are aware enough to think about oh there's a lot of shit i don't know let me gather as much as that right now whereas a lot of people when they started out i don't know that that was necessarily their mindset it was just you just go and go and go and maybe that's evan what you're talking about too yep. right so it's like you know uh you, you uh you maybe wish you would have taken the time to think about the bigger picture more all these things more and and brought it together quicker i don't know so but sure yeah and as a bonus you know double check the uh, phantom on power on the back of the forge <laughs> mixer before you plug your phone in shocking <laughs> i definitely burnt up my first like dell laptop i bought uh for yeah in 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 the sweep world at msi yeah i plugged that thing right into the mixer and, and yeah fried my fried my eighth inch jack phantom <laughs> phantom power going right into my right into my laptop I'm like what this thing's not, I had I, I didn't know what happened. I'm like called Dell service repair for like it, it didn't. Like, oh fuck, that's what I did. Oh, did you put 50 volts into it, sir? Yeah, maybe that. <laughs> Michael Lawrence told me the one thing he he wanted to know before he started this tour, and that was bring way more socks. Socks are important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I literally brought socks as many as I thought I needed, yep. plus plus an, a bag. Like yeah, I bought man. an additional get bag. A ba- yeah. Get a bag. Yeah. That's it. Your trash bag. <laughs> oh, did he tell you yeah. about the trash bag? Sorry. Oh, what's the trash bag? Oh. I, got, I, got, I got a laundry bag. So you send your laundry out, and the fucking first time he comes back, they put, they wash the laundry bag with the laundry and put it all in a trash bag. So yeah. we're leaving the first stop. We're leaving, the, and I got the fucking trash bag over my shoulder. We're walking down the street, and I'm trying to talk to Joy on the phone. All these guys are just ripping me because I look like a freaking crazy person. Oh, oh, looks so it's not my fault, y'all. So then, second time I send it out, they fucking rip the they rip my laundry bag, and so it comes back in a uh, fucking plastic bag again. I was like, Fuck <clears> all <throat> you people. So now I went and we bought like a got like an army grade fucking laundry bag. Now. So awesome. still gonna rip, you know? Right? This, yeah, fucking rip it down. Yeah. So thank well, you guys for coming on. It was yeah, really cool so. to have a whole yes. whole entire that audio crew. That's that's out, man. Um, I know our episodes where we have multiple crew guests have always done really well. So you'll, we'll have to we'll have to do a follow up because I get to see you guys like week and a half. So when this episode comes out or whatever, oh, I'll I'll be out hanging with you guys. Can't wait the the pictures and the YouTube stuff. Cool. It looks great. So appreciate you. You guys are doing it, and everyone's COVID free. You guys are all non sick. Awesome, making yeah, it yeah. happen. Touring's back, y'all. Torn back. <laughs> yes. Hit the button, Chris. <laughs> <laughs>